Good morning, welcome to the Australian Early Finance Briefing for Saturday the 10th of October. My name is Nick here in Melbourne. Now the ABS announced the home loan lending data for August yesterday and it was a new record. It spiked 12.6% in new loan commitments for housing, including that by investors. So that equates $21.3 billion added. Now that was on top of a record month in July, which was up 10.7%. The ABS mentioned that the value of owner-occupier home loan commitments was $16.3 billion. So definitely the bulk of that number. And that's the highest value in the history of the series, said the ABS Head of Finance and Wealth. Moving to Borrell now, the Australian construction materials company famous for their hoppers of cement dotted around the nation. And they've sparked a bit of controversy with some board appointments and not really giving much of an explanation for why. And it's a great example of where we're seeing poor sort of disclosure from, from corporate governance, which will certainly be a good test in, as the sort of finance sector moves towards ESG investing and more more focus on those sorts of measures that companies that are sort of obfuscating and not really telling people what's going on will suffer, you know, both in terms of the reputation and the capital flowing to them. So what's happened here is the Seven Group, the company led by and owned by Kerry Stokes, has taken a large stake in Borrell, 20% on market purchasing, and they've subsequently got a board position, but not one, but, but two. And that represents 25% of the non-executive positions on the board. And it will mean 29% after the retirement of Paul Rayner, which is one outgoing director. So basically the issue here is there's 30% of the board is theirs, yet they are in 20% of the company. So perpetual investments, and Tanara Capital have sort of sent a, a please explain to the chairman, Catherine Fagg. And this um, perpetual owns about 10% of the company and they're not really saying why. So the, the statement that Borrell have given back is, these arrangements are standard practice for any nominee director appointed by a significant shareholder. In terms of the seven group holdings nominees, Borrell considers that both nominees have experience suitable for directors and will add to the skills and capability of the board. Both nominees have acknowledged the importance of acting in the interests of all Borrell shareholders and managing any conflicts of interest carefully. So very sort of vague and hazy explanation there and it is a great, great example of, of lack of transparency and certainly will not sort of hold in the future. Moving to the topic of government debt, a very topical subject with the federal budget announcement this week. And the Australian newspaper mentions that the Japanese are really snapping up our sovereign debt. In fact, they've bought about 13% of new issuance in the, in the year to August, 12 months to August. Why do they do this? It's a time-old tradition where there's a yield advantage here in Australia. Our 10-year yields is at about 85 bips, which is a lot more than Japan, so 0% there. And the US Treasury 10-year yields at, at 75 bips, although as it's been well reported, it's been creeping up lately. But that you know definitely gives Australia that yield advantage and, and the carry trade is strong. 
Now, it's interesting just to see the debt dynamics that are going on here in Australia. So in the 12 months to August, we've issued 207 billion of federal debt and 61 billion in state debt. And the feds plan to issue another 240 billion this financial year. So huge numbers. Now it's actually, the Australian mentions it's hard to really look to see who owns most of our debt. It's understood that about 50% of all our government debt is foreign owned. In terms of the domestically owned, about half is owned by the big four banks and then half by domestic investors. However, with the yield curve control that the RBA has been doing, they've been buying a lot as well. So they've bought about 62 billion worth of state and government bonds since March. So that sort of adds them into the mix. But it's understood, according to you know, analysis at RBC Capital, that Japan's probably the biggest holder, but no one really knows. It could also be China. Moving to the US now, and the world's biggest SPAC, Special Purpose Acquisition Company, was launched earlier this year by Bill Ackman and Pershing Square, called the Pershing Square Tontine. Now, they're still looking for a company to buy. There's lots of SPACs out there lurking for a target. Now, he's explicitly said he wants a unicorn, so that's a tech company worth over a billion, yet to be listed. Now, he, yeah, he did approach Airbnb. They sort of rebuffed the offer, but it does indicate there's some types of companies he's looking for. He's given a bit more information. He's mentioned that he does want a large company typically in the 10 to 15 billion dollar range and he would like to he says if it's it yeah he has to acquire something too big that would really narrow the universe of companies there's just not that many worth worth tens of billions that are unlisted and he would like to take a minority interest because he sees that being a better price typically if you're the owner of a sort of booming unicorn you're going to want top dollar to completely sell out. So he says taking a minority place stake will mean he'll get a better price. Moving to the markets now and about 20 minutes after the US open, the S&P's up about 60 bips. Gold's up 1.6% and that's probably on the back of news that Donald Trump's now really pushing for a comprehensive stimulus package, second stimulus package which will obviously you know, put pressure on inflation and weakening the US dollar, hence gold up. That's your update for Saturday. Have a great weekend. This podcast is for investment professionals only and should not be relied upon by private investors. The podcast is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. The values of investments can go up or down, so you may get back less than you initially invest.